listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Coming to you from the Windy City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, this is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in everyone, Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. And welcome to episode number 101. Thank you for being on the ride for the first 100 episodes. Nowhere to go but up from here. And this week's special guest for the very first time, we're going to change it up a little bit. We're going to bring in a guy who's been at ringside in a lot of local events over the last few years. He's a cool dude. He's a photographer, camera guy gimmick. Nick Consalvo will be joining us in a few moments to talk about ringside photography local wrestling, and a whole lot more. So very, very exciting interview coming up here on Windy City Slam Podcast this week. First things first, though, we will talk about some national stuff, and I'll try to keep this brief because we had a ton of great local action from this past weekend. Nationally, this past week, a company that I love, a brand that I love, NXT, even though it's now NXT 2.0, it's not the old black and gold like it used to be, I still enjoy the hell out of it. A lot of young, hungry talent there. Braun Breaker defeats Tommaso Ciampa to win the NXT Championship at New Year's Evil last week. Kind of a changing of the guard, passing of the torch moment. I love Braun Breaker. Looks just like his dad and his uncle. Really fits the part of being a young Steiner in professional wrestling. And Champo, from what I'm hearing, is still going to be around, so he's not going anywhere. So the full old guard from the black and gold will not be gone. He's still hanging out. You never know if he's going to be main roster or if he's going to be a great veteran down in NXT. We'll soon see. And then in the three-way NXT Women's Championship match, and it's a little sad about this one because I was really pulling for Chicago area's Cora Jade, but... Mandy Rose of Toxic Attraction retains the title by defeating Raquel Gonzalez and Cora Jade in the three-way. Mandy pins Jade in the ring after Gonzalez got knocked out of the ring by Cora Jade. So very, very close to winning that NXT championship for Cora Jade, who turns 21, I believe, later this week. So great first year down in NXT, especially the last few months. She's really, really come on. Now she's actually in the main event scene for the women's picture at NXT. God bless Cora Jade. I really love seeing her development, and I know she's going to get even better. I think she was a little nervous coming into this match. You can kind of tell there were a couple of clunky things in the match, and even Mandy, I think, still needs some work. I mean, it's a good thing that she's back down in NXT to try to work on some things as well. I thought it was a solid match, a little clunky here and there, but I enjoyed the hell out of it. So uh, thumbs up for NXT New Year's Evil. AEW's first episode of Dynamite on TBS saw Hangman Adam Page retain the AEW World Championship 
by defeating Brian Danielson in what was another classic. I love both those guys. Obviously, a longtime Brian Danielson fan, going back to ROH. And Hangman's been one of my AEW favorites since the middle of 2019. And the fact that his reign just got a little bit longer brings a smile to my face because he's a cool dude. And I, I really love Hangman. I, I think it's good for AEW to have the belt on a guy that they kind of went behind and not a WWE guy. So I really like the fact that Paige is going to be the champion for a while. Big thumbs up there to AEW and Dynamite. And they had a solid week as well with Battle of the Belts this past Saturday. Impact Hard to Kill, their pay-per-view this past Saturday night. Strong show, Mickey James retains the Impact Knockouts Championship by defeating Deanna Perrazzo. And this is really where it gets interesting. This past weekend, WWE announced Mickey James. Yes, Mickey James will be in the Royal Rumble match this year. Yes, she's contracted to Impact. And she's also the Knockouts champion. And they even acknowledged that fact on SmackDown last Friday night. I think this is awesome that they're open to working with other companies. And the talk is there may be even more independent companies, like even the, some of the bigger ones like Impact, getting more people in WWE. And it's a mutually beneficial relationship for the organizations, for the talent. I just love seeing what what is going on over here with WWE and Impact. I hope we see a lot more of it down the line. I think AEW kind of opened the door to that a little bit with some of their work with Impact last year. So this ought to be fun to see. Back to Hard to Kill, we had Moose and Trey Miguel retaining their Impact World and X Division titles respectively. Plus there was a really big ROH presence at that show with Jonathan Gresham defending the ROH Championship and an invasion by the kingdom, among other talents from ROH. So ROH is also getting its foot in the door with Impact while they're on their break from running their own organization. A lot of the talents are flooding over to other places, and some of them look like they're working with Impact now, which is really, really cool. All right, the local scene this past weekend, Rocket Pro. Resolution this past Saturday night at St. Joe's Park in Joliet results and highlights courtesy of friend of the show, Steve Arendt. And don't forget to catch the Power Hour every Tuesday night on Steve Arendt's Facebook page. I believe 8 o'clock Central Time is usually when that show debuts. It's also available on Steve's YouTube page if you miss it live. Really good show. Uh, he and C-Red do a wonderful job. I've been privileged to be a guest on their show in the past, and I'm definitely a fervent supporter of the Power Hour and Steve Arendt. But thanks to Steve, I have these results to report from Rocket Pro. Those damn coyotes defeat Gunner Brave, Jake Painter, and Grim DeGavin in a six-man tag. And then Gunner Brave was really busy. He also defeats Damian DeShane in a singles match. And then Ruthless Rivera defeats Gunner Brave with an interference from Quinn Wittick. Just Amazing defeats Quinn Wittick to become the number one contender to the Outer Limits Championship. And now this card had a whole bunch of changes, or a few guys that couldn't make it for one reason or another. Rocket did a really nice job of adjusting on the fly, and this was a pretty cool match to see. Ryan Matthews defeats Shaq Jordan. Now Shaq Jordan's a guy who 
kind of had some good stuff going on with Squirt Circle Megastars and a couple of other Midwestern promotions. He comes in for Rocket, has a solid match with Ryan Matthews. Matthews goes on top. No Coast retains the Rocket Pro Tag Team Championships. They defeat Warhaas and the Kings of the Six. Then we had Maximus Orion defeating Jason Martinez. And in the main event, a championship match that kind of changed a little bit. It was supposed to be a three-way last man standing match, which would have been one of the most unique matches we've seen around here for ages. But Marche Rocket retains the Rocket Pro Championship by defeating a surprise opponent and one hit he's faced in the past, Grin, in that last man standing match. Now, Brubaker was sick and couldn't wrestle. And then Shogun Chris Logan was attacked by the idols during a video that was shown at the show. So a three-way turning into, into a one-on-one match with Marche retaining the championship and looking forward to Cupid's carnage in February. Pow Entertainment presented New Year's beatings. That was this past Saturday night, January the 8th at Rumpel's Up in Twin Lakes, Wisconsin. The quick results, courtesy of Pow Entertainment, Meat Hooks O'Bannon won the Battle Royal. Now, he was supposed to get a POW Championship match with that victory, but he gave his IPA partner, his brother, Kevin O'Reilly, the title shot versus Scott Spade for later in the evening. Then we had Axel Abreu defeating BMI's Jamie Race. The POW Tag Team Champions Revolution, Jimmy Blaze and Eric Freedom, defeat Tommy McCobb and Kazile by disqualification to retain the championship. And then Nikki Vendetta defeats Mike Idol of BMI. So rough night for Bruiser Mass Index. I know their management team of Joey Roth and Roxy were not there for whatever reason. And it looks like it kind of affected BMI a bit as they both took singles losses. Then we had Vic Capri defeating Danger Mask. Rough Crossing had an open challenge, and it was answered by Southland Championship Wrestling's Irish car bomb Sean Mulligan. The match, however, was thrown out when Capri came to Ruff's aid when a chair was brought into the match. And this is turning into an interesting little development. Next month's show on February the 5th, Commissioner Hedford made the match a three-way match for the Midwest Championship with Rough Crossing defending against Vic Capri and Sean Mulligan. Also, we had Pauly Tomaselli defeat Pitt Stain, and Scott Spade retained the POW Championship over Kevin O'Reilly. And now Spade will defend the title in a couple of weeks. It's Saturday Night Lights on January 22nd against Matteo Valentine. Also in POW-related news, Spade, who of course is still the POW Heavyweight Champion, he was also the Southland Championship Wrestling Champion, but he was just stripped of that title this past weekend. However, Spade will still appear at SCW's show this Saturday night in Mantino, but he fervently says he will not hand over that championship. So the bitter rivalry continues between POW Entertainment and SCW. Going on to Gali Lucha Libre, show number 506, that was this past Sunday in Villa Park, a hell of a main event. And if you didn't catch it, go to Galley Lucha Libre's Facebook page. They streamed it via Facebook Live. I definitely checked it out. Sam Adonis defeats Cody Jones 
to win the Gali Lucha Libre Undisputed Championship. This match had it all. Ladders, chairs, brutality, unbridled passion. I mean, and two great competitors and Sam Adonis comes out on top with that championship. So we'll be seeing a lot more of Sam in Chicago, not only for warrior wrestling, but also Gali Lucha Libre down the line. Friend of the show, Sam Adonis, congratulations on your Gali Lucha Libre Undisputed Championship. And finally, All Heel Wrestling presented Holiday Hangover. That was also this past Sunday at Paris Banquet Hall in North Chicago. And some of the results are as follows. We have Percy Drews defeating Oso Turco by pinfall. Then the legendary trio of the Rock and Roll Express and Wildfire Tommy Rich defeat the revolution of Jimmy Blaze and Eric Freedom and Sean Priest via pinfall. Then, in a three-way match, we had Fletch Malone defeating Cody James and Kazile via a pinfall to retain the Change of Fortune Championship. And then they announced a couple of matches for their spring show, which is coming up probably sometime in a couple of months. They announced Ricky Reyes against Vic Capri and Mackenzie Bowman against Raven Radix. So they're already getting some seeds planted for their next show. But back to Holiday Hangover, we had the Foley Brothers defeating the Haters by a disqualification. And Mateo Valentine defeated CJ Cole and Raven Radix via a pinfall to become the new number one contender for the Change of Fortune Championship. Gunnar Wicks and Scott Spade fought to a no contest in their double title match. And in the main event, Dysfunction retains the Death Match Championship by defeating Ice Pick Vic Capri. Man, Vic, I, I know you just love this business, but don't kill yourself with these death matches, my man. You're a good dude, and I, I want you I want to see you wrestle another couple of years without totally killing yourself. But he just loves the damn sports and the business so much. He's willing to do anything, not only to, for himself, but for the fans. That was a hell of a weekend in Chicago wrestling. There's a whole lot more to come. Coming up next, we're going to talk to Nick Consalvo, talk a little local wrestling, ringside photography, and a whole lot more. And after we're done with Nick, we will talk about the upcoming lineup for Chicago area wrestling next weekend. So stay tuned for Nick Consalvo next on Windy City Slam Podcast. Want to get more customers for your business? Promoters, do you want more exposure for your upcoming event? Windy City Slam Podcast can be your tag team partner. Advertise with Windy City Slam and reach wrestling fans in the Chicagoland area and in the Midwest. Message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or email Mike Pankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-N-K-O-W at WindyCitySlam.com. All right, back here on Windy City Slam Podcast, episode number 101. And for the very first time on the program, we welcome one of Chicagoland's very best ringside photographers and creators, camera guy gimmick, Nick. How you doing? Good, man. Facing these technical difficulties, but other than that, we're A-OK. Yeah, technology sometimes kicks you in the ass, but what do you expect? <laughs> All right. Um, to get into what you do, you shoot for many local promotions, including AAW, Chicago Style Wrestling, 
Warrior Wrestling. And recently you added Zello Pro to your portfolio. And you even had a chance to do some AEW shows. So what's it like being a wrestling ringside photographer? Well, you know what it's like, right? No, I'm just kidding. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Honestly, it's like it's 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 kind of surreal sometimes because I'm still we're all still fans. So, you know, the fact that we get to be up close and personal with, you know, not only like the 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 girls and the and the guys, but the matches themselves it's just it's almost like an out-of-body experience sometimes you know definitely gives you a lot of adrenaline being near all that action yeah i you know i'm not like the i'm a very uh calm guy like i don't i don't talk a lot i'm not very social and every time i'm done shooting or like a show concludes and I'm like putting my camera away. I want to do more. Like I want to keep taking pictures, like you said, because the adrenaline's pumping. So it's like I don't want to stop. And um, I don't know that that's a cool part of it too. That it keeps me on my toes. So, at what point in your life did photography become a thing for you? I don't know the exact year. I uh, I think like 2018. I picked up a camera um, with like no experience at all because uh this guy that i knew I, I used to be very involved with like the underground indie chicago music scene um i used to book shows before i like started photography i would um book like little venues in chicago like local bands and local artists um and i met this guy who shot music videos and he wasn't that great but i've always been really good with like photoshop and like artsy stuff like that on the computer so i figured if i can teach myself how to use a camera then i can start shooting music videos and this was in like like i said 2018 so i got um like a 4k camera just some bullshit like you know and i started my journey and uh it just evolved into wrestling photography over time because i i went from the music videos to concert photography because videography really wasn't my thing it didn't feel natural so i started exploring in photography and that's when i started to like get into a groove and um i worked at house of blues for a little bit in chicago um and like subterranean <clears throat> other just like little local venues and then one day, oh, it was actually StarCast 2019. So not not the all-in StarCast, but the all-out StarCast. Okay. I was I was leaving. Uh, I think the first night or the second day, I don't remember what day I was leaving, and Steve was outside handing out flyers for Warrior Six. So at the time, like I'm looking at this flyer, and I'm. I was so removed from wrestling um, for so long. Like I didn't even know who Adam Cole was, you know, or like Keith Lee. So I just knew the AEW guys because AEW had obviously started earlier that summer with W with uh, double or nothing. So I seen, I think the Lucha brothers were on that show and then Mick Foley was on the show who I know. So I was like, oh, okay. 
So I turned around and I asked Steve, I was like, Hey, like, do you guys even know the photographer? And he just so happened to like say, yeah. And that was my first wrestling show. It was for warrior six. Wow. So yeah. That's and, crazy. I, and then all, from, from warrior six, now here I am. Yeah. So. That's crazy. Cause I would have figured you would have been doing this for like a decade or longer. I mean, you, your work is just so impeccable. It's amazing. Thanks man. I know it's, I, I, I definitely feel like it's like a natural, I don't like patting myself on the back. I'll, I'm a, I'm a perfectionist. I'm very, and I'm sure you're the same. Like, you know, when you take pictures, like I'm very particular on how I edit things and how I set up a shot. And like, uh, I, I, the one thing I can say is, like I said, it feels natural. I, even though when I go back and I look at my stuff, I might want to change something or like do something a little differently, but that's just the learning curve, you know? Um, I, I know that my work looks, it looks like I've been doing it for longer than I have been. I, I, I know that. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Um, so that was your start in local wrestling. It's only been about two and a half years. That, that's, that's, blows my mind that you've only been doing it for that long and recently which is a really cool moment because i think everybody would love to do what you just did you had a photo published in pro wrestling illustrated now i've had a 35 year relationship with pwi is a longtime fan and a longtime reader of that publication what is it like to get your photo credit in pwi I'm going to be completely honest with you. Like you're, you're, I've done a couple podcasts. Nobody's asked me that. Um, I didn't really know how to process it at first because like when I, like, obviously I grew up a fan, like ever since I was a kid, I, my first memories are like watching stone cold, you know, sitting on my couch in the living room. And when I, got in high school, I kind of removed myself from it. Um, so when I got back into it, like I didn't really know how big of a deal PWI was or like the Indies in general, because like that, the whole indie boom was happened like a few years prior to 2019. So I didn't understand, like I was only, uh, I was only like watching WWE programming literally like my entire childhood i would watch like ecw sometimes but i never watched wcw so like when the pwi thing happened and then i kind of like learned the history about you know the pwi magazine it just kind of blew my mind because my picture's in it you know what i mean <laughs> like it's just weird like it's 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 not a full circle but it, it feels like um I, I accomplished something. And like I was telling you, I don't really pat myself on the back, but I guess with this, like it is something that's kind of a big deal, you know, like it was actually, I had, so I have this one. So, uh, the alley catch pic picture is mine. Nice. So I made the cover on this and this was the women's one fifty. Uh, yeah. I don't know, man. Like it, it's still, it's still kind of like, answering your question it's still kind of hard for me to find words because i don't know i still honestly like don't know what it means like you obviously like you just said you had a, you have a 35 year relationship with pwi and you know how big of a deal it is and i i really don't and but i i appreciate it you know obviously and i i i want to continue to <laughs> to be in pwi and 
you know, keep making the covers, obviously. Like, yeah, I have this goal now. Here's my spread. Oh, that's sweet. So the promo, the promo photo is mine. Um, and then there's a whole, like, write-up about um, Allie, and they use a few a- AAW photos up there. Um, that is so awesome. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Honestly, like, it's very weird still that, I have like this um, um, credit, I guess you can say, right? I have like this notch in my belt. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> so any crazy ringside stories where you maybe took a hit from a wrestler or equipment was damaged? Any stories to tell from uh, lurking around ringside? Um, I got clotheslined accidentally by like, uh, Manders oh, <laughs> at the, at the Golly at the Golly Arena. There was a crazy like hardcore match for the tag titles at at a AAW live taping, and um, SGC just gets a little wild sometimes. You know, um, luckily I've never actually gotten like seriously uh, not hurt, but like even rattled. You know what I mean? Like, luckily I've never gotten struck i almost got hit with like a chair one time somebody threw it behind him and landed on the outside but that that's about it nothing nothing too insane i think the craziest thing i've seen um lurking around the ring was um when man mance wrestled fred yehi um earlier this year for aaw and it was a bloodbath and i just see like puddles of blood on the concrete you know, like around the ring because they were on the outside mm-hmm. on the guardrail, and I, that was like very, very surreal to me. I I usually don't take pictures or videos on my phone, but there was so much blood that I had to. Yeah, I tell you one thing from some of my personal experience by being ringside for local events is you got to have good peripheral vision too. Otherwise you never know what's coming from your side. I mean, there was a show I shot personally up in Kenosha a few months back and it was the, the brothers of construction were involved and Yabo the clown does just, does this slide through the bottom of the ropes to come and hit a guy. I'm like, and I realized, Oh my God, he almost got me there. And I'm like, I'm focusing on, on Ruffo take uh you know choking out or giving popcorn to his one of his opponents and i almost got nailed by yeah. yabo i was like oh my god i had to back up there for real quick for a second it's like oh my gosh yeah yeah you're right though like peripheral vision just knowing your whereabouts is very important and when that was like my one of my biggest issues when i first started wrestling photography especially at warrior six i didn't know my whereabouts i didn't know where the hard cam was i didn't know and and i didn't know like spots you know to look for in a match because once you shoot somebody for like say sky blue right so once you shoot so many sky blue matches you learn you learn her spots so you know where to set up to get the shot you know so but but now that i have you know a year and a half in um I'm a lot better with that. There's still times where I find myself at the wrong side of the ring, but like, I also try to remind myself that we can't get every shot, but I I try, you know, I know I'm always trying to get every shot, every moment, but you know, you got to settle for just whatever you can get. And it's sometimes frustrating. It's like, okay, you want to document absolutely everything, but it's just not possible. 
Right. Yeah. I, I, it's hard. I, I have a problem like finding time to take promo pictures sometimes because I don't want to be away for the, from the ring for so long that I miss like a key moment. So, you know, so, um, your fandom for pro wrestling, you, you kind of went away from it. You came back, but now uh, checking out your Facebook over the last you know number of weeks, I've been noticing a nice collection of action figures growing by the day. Now, um, what are some of your favorites? Um, all time, like all time favorites. Uh, Shawn Michaels, um, Billy Gunn, and Jeff Hardy are, like, three people who really, like, stuck out to me. Like, not only in wrestling, but just, like, the way I, like, dress and the way, like, I, like, flamboyancy always stood out to me as a kid. But not because it was, like... Not because it was weird, because I liked it. Like, it's eccentric, and, like, I like standing out. But I'm also somebody who'll, like, wear all black one day, but then the next day I might wear, like, a shirt that has, like, pink, blue, and orange stripes in it. So guys like Billy Gunn and Jeff Hardy and Shawn Michaels, like, made me comfortable to, like, dress the way I dress now. But wrestling, like, entertainment-wise, dude, I think probably – uh Goldberg because he's so he's just so intense like any I never watched WCW but there's just something about Goldberg that always entertained me um and uh honestly like The Rock obviously goes without saying but Triple H like he is so good and I know everybody talks shit because you know he WWE whatever but he is honestly like everything that a heel should be and needs to be today and he was so entertaining to watch when i was a kid i hated him so much um but those are a couple of my favorites yeah i mean heels are so rare in terms of guys that really don't want to try to get the pop but just focus on being the heel and we have a few of those on the chicago scene like frank the clown and sam adonis and robert ego anthony guys that you know don't give a crap about what the crowd thinks of them and just they just make everything around them better in terms of a match or promoting a match or whatever. I just think that a good heel is a, a great thing for professional wrestling. You can't, I mean, how does the baby face feed without the heel, right? Yes. Like it's a, it's just the story. Every hero needs a villain and sure. I mean, it's not like, it's not like we don't have villains, you know, now, but it's just a lot. Like you said, it's just everything is different now because, you know, we're just in a different society and things are just overall different, but without it, without a good heel, there's, I feel like there's not really a good program. So I, I definitely agree with what you, what you say. And another guy I throw in that category as well, GPA, you see at Zello pro and I see it freelance underground a lot. He's, he's terrific as a heel as well. Ego too. Uh, Robert ego. Yes, definitely. Now let's turn to some creative things that you've been doing lately. There's this brand new photo zine. It's a magazine with portraits of many stars from AAW. And it's really cool from the pictures I've seen online. And it's a collector's item. It's something fans can pick up to get autographs at events. Now tell me how that came about. So it's, I just started like doing these like edits with a solid black, 
like background earlier this year. I wasn't really like thinking anything of it when I did it, but like it, it actually came out pretty cool and um, a lot of people liked it. So I just continued to do it. And then um, Danny asked me if I had like any, any ideas to um, Danny, who's the owner of AW. Mm-hmm. Um, he asked me if I had any ideas for merch or anything. Cause they, they like to uh, separate themselves from other promotions and do different things and whatever. So, um, I, I thought, okay, I, I already have done a couple of these and they gone, they, they went over pretty well. What if we do something like this, but it's basically like an auto, like it's an, it's a catalog kind of, but it's like an autograph book. So it's, it's in like grayscale. So it's very, you can get it signed in like all whatever color, you know, Sharpie or Posca you want, but it's here. I'll show, I actually got one right here. That's the cover. That is so cool. And then, so, so it's basically just all pictures like this, right? Really cool portraits. Uh, yes. Right. So, you know, Got Lee Moriarty, Sky, Sky. Yep. Um, Manders, Davey Richards. Um, so it's a collaborative project with AEW using guys that they've booked throughout 2021. Um, this is the first issue of it. So I'm going to do more of these. I want to try and do like two or three a year. So keep them going. Um, and I'm going to venture out to other promotions. So. I'm going to do one with warrior wrestling. Eventually I'll probably do one with Zello, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So it, 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 honestly, I was kind of skeptical about it at first, if I'm going to be completely honest, cause I wasn't sure how they were going to turn out. Um, but I'm very happy with how they turned out and everybody seems to like them. So that's all that matters. Yeah. That would be perfect for warrior wrestling with their VIP fan fest and stuff like that. Yeah. That would be an essential piece to have. So I think that's a great idea and you do great work with all your photography. All right. I want to give you a chance to plug yourself a little social media, your website, whatever merchandise you have a hand in and whatever upcoming events where we may see you shooting ringside. Well, you can find me at camera guy gimmick on all social media uh twitter instagram facebook um the aaw blackout photo zine that i was just showing off uh you can get your copy at cameraguygimmick.bigcartel.com they're limited to 150 copies uh they're like halfway sold out so we're gonna keep we're gonna keep a eh, like 40 probably that we can like sell at the shows, but if you want to get it, get it because I'm not reprinting the first issue. Um, (laughs) You can see me at, I'll be at Chicago style wrestling uh, the 21st Friday. I'll be there. And then I think warrior after that and Zello pro and literally any Chicago promotion. I'll be at the second, the next second city show that new promotion, literally any Chicago promotion. I'll be there. So if you want to say hi, say hi. All right, Nick, thank you so much for coming on at camera guy gimmick on the socials for all his great work. Thank you so much for coming on and talking to Windy City Slam podcast this week. Thanks, Mike.
Really fun talk with Nick Consalvo, camera guy gimmick. He's at a lot of the local promotions, uh, and you will see him coming up over the next couple of weeks at Warrior Wrestling, as well as Chicago-style wrestling. Coming up this weekend in local Chicago wrestling, I kind of wanted to break up the Chicago wrestling a little bit by bringing in Nick. Now let's talk about this coming weekend. Berwyn Championship Wrestling presents New Year's resolutions. That's Saturday night, January the 15th at the Berwyn Eagles Club. Special guest Swaggle will be on the show. He'll also be competing in a match which has not yet been announced. Some of the matches that have been announced, however, the BCW Championship, Vic Capri defends the title against Joe Alonzo. Then we have Heather Reckless against Missa Caton, which should be one hell of a women's match. An intergender match between Dream Girl Ellie and Mateo Valentine. And a tag match between two great veteran teams, the Brothers of Construction, Ruffo and Yabo, taking on the N-words of Acid Jazz and Bryce Benjamin. Plus, Darius Latrell is on the show. Yakuza will have a Lucha Libre match. There'll be a battle royal and much, much more. And if you're not by Berwyn and you're closer to Maywood, check out True Privilege Wrestling. The show is called Full Circle 3. That is also Saturday night, January the 15th, 921 South 9th Avenue in Maywood. True Privilege Championship. Classic Alpha, that's Chris Classic Williams, defends the championship against Marche Rocket. And in a stellar, hard-hitting, big-ticket women's tag team match, we have K.O. Kendra and Jazz. Yes, that Jazz, as in former ECW, WWE, and Impact star Jazz, taking on Paloma Star and Renee Van Peebles. Plus, AJ Flyer versus Aaron Stone should also be a terrific match. In addition, we'll see stars such as Just Amazing, Mike Strong, Xavier Sky, Miles Mercer, Excalibur, and much more. Saturday night, we have Southland Championship Wrestling going down to the south suburbs. Rock and Wrestling is the show. Steam Hollow Brewing in Mantino. And just some of the matches billed for that night include Scott Spade versus Irish Car Bomb, Sean Mulligan. And for the number one contender for the SCW Championship, James Creed versus Hunter Payne. For the SCW Women's Championship, Angel defends against Jelia. And then you'll get the Monster Squad versus the Family and much, much more. And if you want to go a little bit bigger scale with the stars, GCW, a.k.a. Game Changer Wrestling, will also be in town this Saturday night. The Grand Sports Arena in Hoffman Estates. And if you can't be there in person, you can catch it on Fight TV. Just some of the matches announced for that show. Matt Cardona versus Ricky Morton. Man, that Ricky Morton's getting around now. Kylie Ray versus Alley Catch. ROH Championship, Jonathan Gresham defends against Two Cold Scorpio. You have the Briscoe Brothers versus the Rejects. Bandito versus Blake Christian, which should be an absolute banger. PCO versus AJ Gray. Plus, Jeff Jarrett. 
comes to Chicago for GCW. I mean, Jeff Jarrett and GCW in together, I never expected that. It, then again, it's 2022, so you never know what to expect for professional wrestling nowadays. WWE's working with Impact, AEW's working with everybody else. And now there's even talk about AEW working with WWE. So uh, and then next thing you'll say, cats and mice will be getting along like Tom and Jerry. So, <laughs> oh man. Anyway, so next week, we're working on a guest. We don't have an announcement yet, but I've been pushing and pushing and working on it. Hopefully we'll know very soon. Also, we'll recap some of the great local Chicagoland shows next week. You're listening to Windy City Slayer Podcast. So long, everybody.